Welcome back to Mondays with Mike and Mary. I'm Mike. And I'm Mary. Hello, everyone. This is our podcast review of the most recent R-squared coaching calls, highlights, parade of techniques, ask the experts. Did you have wonderful calls this week? Oh my gosh, we are working. It is January and we're kicking some butt. Well, I'm about 50-50 on that. Really? Some people are really working. Other people are still trying to get their mojo back. Seriously? Yeah, well, oh, not on my calls. It's oh. January. You yeah. Know, and yeah, that yeah, happens yeah. every year, beginning of the year, trying to get over the holiday hangover, you know. <laughs> so do you have a parade of techniques for us today? I do. I've got a student who is starting a new habit and is just so happy about it. It's pretty cool. She says there's a be kind journal that Ellen DeGeneres has, I don't know, endorsed or created or I'm not I'm not sure but it's called be kind and it what it does is it gives you five things to do every single week and they're all different so I'm going to rattle off what she did this past week but here's the cool thing morning routine add gratitude and take action to express your gratitude and that's going to make you feel great she's got her year off to a great start she was a top producer in her on her uh, R-squared team, just rocking and rolling already. Here's what she also found time to do. She brought coffee and surprised someone with a cup of coffee. She uh, held the door open for someone. She wrote a handwritten thank you note. She donated clothes and put a happy note in the pocket of the clothing. And she started her gratitude journal. So maybe that'll inspire a few more people to be out there and be kind because we do make a difference in the lives of the people around us. And you never know who's thinking about buying or selling and we're out there, you know, spreading the love. Yeah, maybe it's some homeless person. Oh, stop. Picks up your suit at the Goodwill. (laughs) Oh, that Ellen. Oh, brother. All right. So come on, you top that. What's your parade of techniques this week? Well, I'd like to get back to real estate, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Lower the search number. You're kind of a smart, that's kind of a smarty kind of comment. What's that about? Okay, what? Lower Lower the search number? Lower the search number. Okay, what does that mean? If you can't get a price reduction that's significant, you can always lower the search number. Now, this came out as a result of a discussion about value price ranging. Oh, yeah. Right? We've got some students doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But a lot of multiple listing systems still have restrictions about it. Sure. Of course. So here's what they said to get around the restriction. Okay. If, let's say, you've got a listing at 229. All right. Offers will be considered beginning at 200. And you put that in the remarks because they have no way to restrict what goes in the remarks. You're allowed to say that. Okay. And that's a way to get around any kind of MLS restrictions about value price ranging. Very cool. I like it. Or is it value range pricing? Are you done yet? Yes. Okay. Ask the experts. Oh, that was such a nice parade of techniques, dear. Um, Yes, ask the experts. Are you going first or am I? You are. I am. Okay. So I, we had, here was the question. I've been getting my 18 conversations because our students do 18 conversations or two 90-minute blocks of prospecting every week. That's Where did that 18 number come from? Uh, 10 years of stats. Uh-huh. That's right. This is what you need to do to generate two appointments a week. 
So anyway, based on a reasonable skill level, I might as well add that. Anyway, here's what he said. I've been doing five calls a day, so I'm, I'm hitting my 18. However, I'm, I'm doing them in little windows of time. Like when I'm driving here mm -hmm. or there, I have a list of all the people I need to call and I, and I do that, but I feel kind of stressed out. I feel like I'm always on the phone. I feel like I'm never driving without being on the phone. And I wonder if I'm missing some people or missing a better system. I'm kind of considering doing a 590-10. Now, if you're a podcast lister, listener, but not a Wickman student, 590-10 is 90 minutes of prospecting and you have a partner. So five minutes before you start, you meet with your partner and you say, okay, who are you calling? Do you have your list? What are you going to say? Then you both dial for 90 minutes. And then at the end of the 90 minutes, you connect again for 10 minutes to debrief and you report number of dials, number of conversations, and your results. So your partner can be remote. Uh, you can be at home in your jammies or laying on a, a dock somewhere near a beach if you want to. Anyway, that's the way 590.10 works. And here's a guy saying, I'm wondering if that would help me. So I reminded everyone what his goals are and what he had accomplished last year. And his number one goal for 2020 isn't to do more business. Michael, this is so cool because he's earning enough, doing enough. You know what he wants to do? Raise his average sale price. Sure. Right. Because then you'll make more. Why not? Without having to do more transactions. And he is a little bit lower than the market average. And he is in an area that has some really good price ranges in him. So he got all kinds of great advice. And one piece of advice really stands out. So I thought I'd share it with everybody. Um, this is one of our students who does this. And it was going to be his parade of techniques, but he ended up giving it as an advice. Find your top 90 people. You know, we all have a book of business. We got people that send us leads and we got people that don't. We got people that could send us leads, people that are well connected. Who are the 90 people in your book of business, in your world, in your community, in your life that you should be getting to know better that should be giving you business? And the first uh, two weeks what you do is you slide dial nine calls a day for 10 days. So five days a week for two weeks in a row, you call nine people. That's 90, 90 people, right? Mm -hmm. And you use slide dial. Now, do you all know what that is? There's a free app. If you leave a custom message one at a time, don't use their dialer. It's free. So it's on your phone. It's a phone app. And what you're going to do is you're going to leave a message that says, you know, hey, Mike, this is Mary Palin with OnTrack Realty. Sorry, I missed you. Hey, listen, I thought I would touch base. It's Happy New Year. And by the way, you know, let's have a real estate conversation sometime. Give me a call at your convenience. He said, a lot of people call back. Hey, I don't even know how I missed your call. Well, because I was using a slide aisle. Um, and then you might miss them because, you know, or maybe you have a conversation with them. Anyway, that's the first two weeks. Then the second two weeks, you actually hand dial all those people back again and have an actual conversation and now they've responded to you they're 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 already sort of warmed up and so in one month you know you've touched those special 90 people twice so that's kind of cool isn't it and kind of fits into what the students number one goal was was how do i raise my average sale price we'll find the 90 people that could help you do that maybe they're in an area maybe they're well connected in an area whatever so anyway sure yeah, love that. 
That's at the risk of confusing you with too many numbers. You know, 200 best referral sources is your book. 40 is your target for platinums. 90 might be that next category that you put in there. I was just passing along the Ask the Experts question, my dear. Nicely done. All right. What have you got? I find it ironic that we still call them dials. There should be another oh, word no. for them. You Isn't know? it true? Yeah. Because rotaries went out dink, with... Uh, dink, dink. I don't know. <laughs> what would that be? Model A. Yeah, right. Model T. Right. Yeah. Well, I had a really interesting Ask the Experts question. Oh, I can't wait to hear it's it. It's bizarre. Something I'd never thought of before. This is, the, here's the question. I have two sellers who are really close to closing date. Okay. Like really close to closing date. And they haven't started packing yet. Oh. How do I motivate my sellers to pack? Because if closing happens and they're still in the house, the buyer owns all that stuff. What if the sheriff comes? You know, so I thought it was a really interesting question. And we've got some interesting answers to it. It's kind of sad that it has to be a realtor's problem, <laughs> you know. Well, my conclusion might uh, be a little different. All uh, right. I can't wait to hear. I thought the best piece of advice was, you've got the hesitation handling track. Use it. Cushion it, question it, isolate it, handle it, and close. Right? Right. Okay. Hire someone to help them. Okay. Help them do it. Make it a party. <laughs> a packing party. That was good. And then use that fear of loss about what would happen if you don't pack. Mm -hmm. But let's do this. Let's consult with somebody like Mayflower. Let's create a system. What is our job as a real estate agent? Isn't it to help people move from one house to another comfortably, happily, the thought of culling through all my stuff. Do you have stuff in your closet you haven't worn, like since, I don't know, graduate school? No. Uh, I, I have stuff in just the closet alone. Just the thought of having to pack up all that stuff and then put it in boxes and, and then hire the mover. And, and Oh, that's a daunting thing. So naturally people are going to be using avoidance behavior and procrastinating and rationalizing, well, here's our job, to give them a system to help do that. That should go along with everything else that we do in the transaction because that's our job, to help people move. Well, I've been pretty quiet because I'm not so sure I agree. I had an Ask the Experts question today about a little old lady who should have been listing and he's been over there now three, four times. He's got another appointment Tuesday. He doesn't want to go over there if he's not going to get the listing. But guess what her problem is? You know, she's got a lot of stuff. And she's putting it off. And I think that is human nature is to procrastinate. you got to pack your stuff. Who wants to do that? You know, but once you sell the house, you would think that conversation would be already well, you'd have think. been dealt with. You'd think. But what if it isn't? And here's the case where two people two different pairs of sellers who are right on the heels of closing are putting it off. They're still not doing it. So let's make it easy for people to move. And maybe because we do that, they'll remember us when 
they have the next real estate conversation with a friend or family member and say, oh, you should talk to my realtor. Wow, did she ever make moving easy. Yeah, well, I'm telling you what, if, if you're mine and you're going to go over there and pack or paint or anything else, I'm going to tell you to go prospect for listings instead. It's okay if we disagree. Well, I know. I agree with you on that point. Well, clean. But create a system that, that makes it easier for people to pack and move. Okay. And don't pay for it and don't do it yourself. Exactly. Says Mary. <laughs> yeah. You know, I agree with that. Like Floyd says, you know, it's, it's not what you earn at the top line. It's how much of that you keep. So, Oh, just give it all away. My family doesn't need it. I love that, you know. It really helped me be smart about my business decisions. And so, of course, as usual, we're both right. Yeah. And whatever you just said, don't ever forget. It's all about net. It's not about gross. Yeah, that's the truth. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for listening. Glad you enjoy these podcasts because we love doing them for you. Thank you. Happy New Year.